you have any funny coffee shop stories? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of a specific one. I-, I had to help a guy who was tripping on acid find his shoe outside one time. <laughs> that was good. Oh, dude. Uh, it's usually people on psychedelics are the funniest part of that. Well, the funniest part of that job. They also the scariest. But you know, it was like mm-hmm. there was this guy that was like standing at the bar while we were really busy, and he was just kept trying to get a- our attention. And finally, and I was like, what, what the hell is this guy on about? He's like, I got something really important to show you. Um, and then finally I'm like, okay, yeah, what's up? What's going on? And it was, um, the lid to some like hummus or something like that. And he was like, you see the Holy scriptures on this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, man, (laughs) for sure. Uh, and he gave it to me and I'm like, thank you. Um, (laughs) it's just like stuff like that all the time. I, (laughs) You gonna join his religion? I should have joined the, the church religion. of yeah, the church of hummus. That, that's you're always deciding, trying to decide what um what faith you should join. You should join the uh, church of hummus. Church of hummus. Yeah, that's that's what Hummusing. I think I should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, no, I just I'm I hate working. Like I I had okay, so like I had the only semester of my entire college experience that I didn't work um this last like this last semester and i just started working like a couple weeks ago again um and i think it may be really contemptuous of all the like rich private school kids uh that i know because uh once once i know that like what it was like to not work while in college it's like how the fuck are you guys not getting your homework done and stuff like that like i don't understand like the reason i would always be struggling is because i was working like 30 hours but you guys you guys have just been dicking around and getting drunk yeah i um i hated school i went to like one i went to one year of school in like 2000 and like i graduated high school in uh, 2009 and i went to one year of college and then I just like, mm. I just, just really wasn't couldn't do thing. it. Like, no, like all that writing and shit. And, you know, yeah, I get that. Sometimes I, I think about like going back, especially mm-hmm. now that like I kind of know what I like and what I'm interested in. And like I didn't yeah. know that back then, you know? And it's kind of weird because like you're kind of like when you, you graduate school and you're like 18, 19 years old and you're kind of like expected to like know what you're supposed to do with the rest of your life. Like you're supposed to like say, yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go, go to school, I'm going to get a degree in this. I'm gonna get a job yeah. and like lots of stuff, and it's like you're just a you're just a kid. Like you don't know what you want to oh, do. Oh no, you know what you like knowing? Like I had no idea that like for example, I'm really interested in um like history and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I would I had no idea I would be that would be something yeah. I'd be interested in when I was like you know 18 years old. You know, right. Right. Actually, yeah. I, I always said I would never get into history. And then it was, um, you know, I had a gap year between high school and college, yeah. um, but it wasn't until my second year of college. So I was, you know, at that point, like 21 that I decided that to study history like that ended mm-hmm. up being my degree. But I always was like, ah, I'm bad with dates and stuff like that, which is funny now because it seems like like most of my friends can attest that I'm really good at remembering dates but i thought that i would be bad at that i don't know i just Mm -hmm. you just you don't know yourself very well when you're young i you know i was gonna major in psychology and now i that blows my mind that i was gonna try to do that yeah i went to um yeah i i I did a major in um graphic design and that was oh wow really really fucking stupid because um i wasn't good (laughs) at it at all really It's like some kids, like the kids be like, oh, wow, you're so good at drawing. And it's like, oh, okay, well, design is my passion. So yeah. I'm going to, uh, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do with my life. And it's like, I, I, I went like one year into school and um, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, well, actually, I can't be competitive in this at all because, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I originally was, was like, I'm going to take like, I'm just going to take a year, like a, a gap year. I'm going to take like a break. And then it mm-hmm. ended up turning into like 10. 
10 years like <laughs> it's it's kind of funny how fast that, time flies when like that happens yeah you know you're not in school I, and you're just kind of doing the same thing every day like you're you can you get into this kind of habit where like you're working and like i don't know you, you get home from like work and you like you play your games or whatever you go to bed and then you get up next day you go to work and then after a while you're like you're like oh wow like 10 years have gone by what have i done what, <laughs> what am i doing with my life where am i going yeah no it's it's weird how fast time goes <laughs> yeah i don't know especially when you're not paying attention mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. weird uh, I should probably formally introduce the show since we're we're kind of rolling here. Uh, so welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool, uh, an episode about wasting your life. <laughs> uh, waking up one day and realizing. Was it like um, a was it like Presbyterian? No, it was actually just was like, like the Reformed. It was just like Reformed Church. Um, I'm blanking on the name of that denomination. I'm not familiar with that denomination. Yeah, is it I like a, just... is it like Calvinist, like tulip stuff? Yeah, yeah, it was Calvinist. Um, mm. Yeah, it was. So I was raised in that church, but then I I went to an E Free Church in high school um, because I was homeschooled. It was like um, I was raised evangelical, even if I wasn't raised evangelical because the like homeschool co-ops and communities were all really yeah. evangelical so you know yeah. my, my dad was a strict like strict calvinist but you mm-hmm. know. i went to like i i was raised in like i guess you say the non-denominational kind of church but it's really just mm. like baptist like yeah it's just basically yeah. just baptist like all the all the doctrines and stuff and it was like um armenian oh yeah so yeah. it was more Ar- armenian Arman- Armenian. Is, yeah. it, is it the same? Is it the same word as the Armenian genocide? Is it the, is it no, the right word? No, no. It's uh, our. Here, wait, I'll spell it. Armenian. Armenian. Yeah. Armenian. Because of because uh, of Arminius, I think. Yeah, you can guy. cut that out. That's dumb. No, you're good. No, you're good. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> the Armenian Church. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> the Armenian yeah, genocide. The, yeah, the Turks. Yeah, the, yeah. We don't get along with the Turks. Yeah, the the Turks are actually big Calvinists. You know. Mm-hmm. Know, but... <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know this. John Calvin was a Turk. <laughs> maybe um, I should uh, maybe I should formally say uh, you know welcome to very legal very cool. I'm I'm here today with with uh, your your favorite James or uh, at cigarette underscore liker on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may know him from the the uh, Christian metal episode. Yeah. But now we're now we're gonna get uh, a different kind of heavy. <laughs> Just talk about our religious upbringings, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. So you're raised like non-denominational kind of uh, closet Baptist. <laughs> yeah. 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 That makes sense. Kind of like yeah, closet Baptist. Kind of like edging towards it. Kind of like yeah. one foot, like kind of like dipping your toe in it. Not quite. Yeah. Not quite wanting to commit to it, but you know, basically being one. Yeah. But. I went to um I actually did go to like homeschool co-ops and stuff when I was were, like were you I think up to like too? yeah up to like 5th grade when my mom couldn't like put up with me anymore for being a, a miserable little bastard just being <laughs> oh, just no. a real handful <laughs> yeah I don't really remember it that well but I remember people telling me that like when I was in the homeschool co-op like I would always make like the art teacher cry cuz I would always like draw pictures of people like getting like their heads chopped off and like blown up and stuff <laughs> and like murdered like they would ask me to draw a bird and I just would like 
give the bird knives and like blood I, coming out of its mouth and stuff. I did the same <laughs> shit too. It's I don't know. I think it's something about um <laughs> mentally ill young boys like, <laughs> like myself. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's like because I'm not really a not really a violent person as an adult at all. Like. I don't know. Maybe I can no. yell sometimes. I, I don't know. But I, yeah. but like for whatever reason, as a kid, I was like fucking very violent. <laughs> yeah, I was never, I was never a violent child. But yeah, or vi- violent, um, illest, like violent imagination. Maybe oh yeah. Something. Oh, you know okay, I mean? definitely. Just yeah. drawing pictures of you know war and violence and shit. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it's that cool. Was good stuff. You know, that was cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember that because I remember. Um, we had like a Sunday school at our church that um, I don't know why, but they would always have us at the end of Sunday school. Just like we were, we would color before like our parents picked us up and it would be these like mm-hmm. bookmarks that have like a Bible story on it. We'd color it. Yeah. And I remember one time I just actually colored it in normally and my dad made a comment. He's like, Oh, there's not like a screwdriver stabbed into someone's head. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a normal kid. <laughs> oh man, he must have been so proud. Yeah, he, he must was been so, so proud of his little boy. Yeah. So happy. Normal <laughs> it was colors. normal for once. You're both violent uh-huh. kids, yeah, or violent imagination kids. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess let's to to go into like I guess the kind of religious conversations that I've been having a lot on this podcast lately, and they've been good. Like what? So what? What was kind of the thing that? Um, began i hate this term but began your deconstruction of your faith you know what i mean the the things that like kind of um were were sticking points that that kind of made you either like leave or kind of reimagine everything first um you know i started reading foucault and then i started reading derrida and uh you know i started uh... (laughs) no 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 you're being Um, being a stickler about how that word what that word actually means not what the goddamn liturgist thinks it means (laughs) I was getting, I, I was getting really into uh, John Caputo, and uh, uh, no, yeah. um, I, I think the thing was, it's funny because this is something I really haven't thought about in like a really long time. So I'm trying to like mm-hmm. kind of think of what what was like. I don't know if there was like an inciting moment where I think that like certain um, like I don't know. I think growing up in like a, a church where you had like a lot of emphasis on like you know dispensationalism like premillennial dispensationalism yeah, you know a yeah. lot of like uh left behind books a lot of end time stuff you have like a lot of um that stuff and also like a lot of the um stuff about like hell eternal damnation um always kind of gave me like a lot of anxiety it always gave me sort of yeah. like a feeling of um always feeling like precarious always feeling mm-hmm. like you're you know always one one mistake away from like going to hell or whatever and i think the, the funny yeah. thing is that we 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 were big believers in like the um eternal security the idea that like once yeah, you're saved, once you're saved, saved. saved. but it's yeah, always like this idea of like yeah yeah i mean i don't know how that works with being arminian but you know that was a thing that we were always like believed in but i think the one thing that like because you you're always wondering like if it actually took like the first time so you gotta like do it again just to make sure yeah whatever and um <laughs> <laughs> um God, i relate to this yeah yeah and i think the one thing was just like when i was in like high school i i kind of realized that uh, a lot of stuff about like gay people like the church's yeah. like stance on like like um lgbt people like mm-hmm. i really didn't i it just didn't really make sense to me yeah you know, especially because like 
I, I got to a point where I kind of like when I realized that it wasn't like something that was like just like a lifestyle choice or whatever, but it was actually like a thing that was like you know people couldn't help or wasn't something that like people like yeah decided yeah. to do. It was like and also just learning about things like it's kind of funny to say because where I am right now like religiously, I, like I don't really think much about things like just like basic science like evolution or whatever. Like that's not something yeah, that, really that that was such a big all, conversation. But, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, that's, that was Nowadays, such a thing where, like, so much more for granted. Yeah. <laughs> when, like, when, when you realize, like, oh, the earth, you know, isn't 6,000 years old, you're just like, oh, wow, actually, this is all bullshit. Everything I've been taught is just <laughs> wrong, wrong now. Because, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's weird how, like, that kind of, like, that kind of, like, uh, evangelical, like, worldview kind of sets people up to fail. Oh, yeah. I was watching, um, I watch, I watch, like, uh, on YouTube. Sometimes I, I watch um, Good Mythical Morning, which is just like kind of like a normal yeah. YouTube Jeez. thing. I just do it to like unwind or whatever. That's and, been, um, I, that's, it's been forever since I've yeah. like, listened to that or watched that. That was yeah. like like early high school. I was really into that. Yeah, I was I was watching the um, they had like this <clears> podcast where they talked about their own like personal deconstruction because they were both <clears> guys who were like from the same kind of like um, background of like, I guess they were like Southern Baptists or whatever. And how like for both of them it was just like evolution was just like a thing that they just couldn't was like a, a hurdle they couldn't cross like yeah. just realizing that that the earth was not you know, mm-hmm. six thousand years old or whatever it was like you know yeah. too much for their their faith to handle i think that was a big thing also like i went to a pretty i went to a pretty good high school so the thing was i went to a uh, mennonite high school um oh, wow. and um actually kind of a conservative mennonite high school which is kind of funny um my my dad's side of the family is mennonite um and uh i have a lot of respect for the mennonite tradition but i went to this uh, Mennonite high school when i was uh and i had a uh, history teacher who like kind of took an interest interest in me and mm-hmm. like talked to a lot and um yeah. he kind of like i guess more liberal but kind of like left of liberal in some ways like he kind of introduced me to like a lot of stuff like howard zinn and like the kind of oh like, yeah, yeah during that time when like the uh kind of like progressive evangelical thing was going on like the new, ma- new monastic movement and like uh mm-hmm. um everyone's like, listening Shane to this uh, salters and, like, and shit yeah <laughs> yeah all that yeah, stuff yeah so that kind of i guess kind of like broke through like my um worldview like evangelical worldview just in that like mm-hmm. when it came to like uh things like uh u.s like imperialism and like militarism and stuff realizing like, yeah. that stuff was bad and that like uh you know maybe um United States isn't um, good all the time, you know, maybe sometimes <laughs> uh, it's bad or whatever. Um, but yeah. I think one thing that was like, after I went to, uh, you know, at school, which was, was like, I still, um, I, I very much loved going there. But then I went to, uh, for college, my, my parents sent me to a certain, um, a certain school that uh, I won't name. Mm. Uh, but I went to like a pretty, um, pretty infamous, uh, like fundamentalist um, Christian college. Okay, so I'll I don't want to say which I don't want to say which one. I don't. I'm very embarrassed. I don't want to say which one. Okay, okay, all right. I won't. I won't. I won't pry. I I was. I would bleep it if you said it. I will say that. I'll say. I'll say it if you bleep it. Okay. All right. It was. Uh. It was. Oh, okay. I was wondering if it was. <laughs> no, it's worse than. <laughs> it's worse than. <laughs> it's it's the worst. I think probably the worst oh, yeah. one is probably Pensacola in Florida. And I'd say yeah, this one's like, because yeah. Pensacola is like straight up dominionist. Like, yeah, does like somewhat believe in like separation of church and state, but like straight up, like, like isn't, drank the dominionist, uh, not uh, Pensacola. Isn't Pensacola like got like really strict, like, you know, women have to wear jeans, skirts and shit and like can't wear pants or 
Yeah. Is that Pensacola? Yeah. Anyway, so so you went to a you went to a pretty fundamentalist college. Um, yeah. For a, a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a pretty good uh, design program or whatever. So I went there mm. for that, and um, like I think just going there like kind of like destroyed whatever bit of like faith I had left. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's amazing. <laughs> and um, because I think I don't know. I think when you try to, I think when you try to force like spirituality or like religiosity onto people, like yeah. It, 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 they don't like they don't want to take to it that's why i think like integralism will never ever ever happen no. just because like if you try to make people like if you try to force people to be religious there's you're just going to end up like making them more secular or whatever mm-hmm. at least that's what i think um that's been my experience but, with it also because right? my roommates would always like say like hey james what are you doing like wh- why didn't you ever go out and like you know have fun and i'm like why are you always in your room and i'm like what am I going to do? There's nothing to do here. Come on. Come on, dude. What yeah. I would just like, all I would do was like, just go to the library and like read. Cause they mm-hmm. have like a pretty good library. And like, I would just like read like Bertrand, Bertrand Russell and shit and just get more and more like angry. Atheist. That... Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cause the thing is like, my, my memory's kind of fuzzy. Cause like, I remember like the kind of thing, different things that led to me, like kind of losing faith. I can't really give you a clear, like, idea of like how i regained faith other than that just like i don't know it just it felt like i don't know it's it like it's like something was missing you know like something mm-hmm. was like something always like kept like drawing me back to it like i always yeah. felt like like i think the thing about like the new atheist stuff was that like a lot of it was like quite nasty like a lot of it felt like it was like pretty like it was sort of like what turned into like a lot of the alt-right stuff kind of had its like genesis and like the new atheist movement or whatever like yeah. i kind of saw that starting to happen and that's kind of when i was like i kind of was like i don't really want to get into this because like yeah like a lot of people would like you know there's like a lot of like the anti like sjw stuff or like a lot of the uh stuff where people were like getting really mad online whatever and talking mm-hmm. about like like religious traditions that they like didn't really know anything about or like they were like being like really islamic phobic or whatever and it was just like yeah i was i didn't really yeah. vibe with it and yeah yeah. I think, and I don't know. I just like there's certain things about like things like consciousness or even like the existence of like the universe itself that like always kind of made me like, like I guess like the thing, the fact that there's like something rather than nothing always kind of like was weird to me. Like stuff shouldn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Like, like <laughs> everything has exist. to be caused by something else. And then it's like, okay, yeah. well, what caused that or whatever is like, I yeah, guess there's something. I guess, I, yeah. There was, yeah. There's always something to that, I think for me yeah it it was it was that and also i mean the biggest thing for me has always been like i I don't know how to explain this in like a way that doesn't feel like a shitty apologetics argument but like yeah i I think that's the thing that i kind of struggle with is like how to how to how to describe things in ways that don't sound like shitty apologetics because i think yeah at the end of the day you like you either i don't know either you speaks to you or it doesn't like either like either you get it or you don't i don't know how else to say it like, yeah, no, there's a there's a Manchester Orchestra line that's just uh, you either believe it or you don't. And yeah, for whatever reason, that's just always stuck with me because it's like, yeah, it just I don't know. It just kind of is either there or not, because I I think we always we rationalize stuff after the fact. Um, mm-hmm. But I think a lot of our decision making process is much more emotional than even the most rational of us would like to admit. Mm-hmm. I've been um been really enjoying a book I've been reading, kind of uh, listening to the audiobook of it, but Unbelievers by Alec Reary. And it's a uh, it's a guy. He's like a British historian of religion. 
um, and Protestantism, but he wrote a history of atheism. Um, Mm -hmm. and his biggest argument was like the way we usually think of atheism is like, it's this, you know, all these intellectuals in the enlightenment, you know, put out some great arguments and then everybody, you know, stopped believing in God, you know, the rise of secularism. Um, Mm -hmm. and for him, he's like, he's arguing it's, it was actually a, like a bottom up kind of process where people had doubts for more emotional reasons, like people's reason to start taking on atheism was not, um, did like it didn't come from the smarminess of the enlightenment thinkers. It came from genuine doubts about institutions around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like that was, I don't know that I found this book so much more relatable and like, I don't know, it hits me hard occasionally when I'm like listening to it because the, the doubts that he's choosing to focus on, like the, uh, the types of atheists that he chooses to focus on are ones that I relate to a lot more than like the smarmy enlightenment guy. You know, it's, it's not as much like, ha ha ha. It's like it's like an anger at Christianity for things mm-hmm. that you've experienced. It's very emotional, which some, a lot of atheists dislike the book because they feel like it invalidates. It's trying to invalidate atheism by calling it emotional. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he's just saying like uh, all of our beliefs are really emotional, <laughs> like yeah. to some degree or another. I guess yeah that 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 tracks with me because I don't think anyone's like quite as rational as they quite like like to think they are. No, like everyone has like you know, biases, everyone has like certain preconceived notions that they have based on like lived experiences or whatever. And like people kind of like, I don't know, people kind of just have like a pastiche of like different beliefs they have. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know. Cause like a part of me is like, a part of me is like, well that, you know, maybe it's bad. Maybe it's bad that we're all guided by emotions to that extent. But on the other hand, I, maybe it's good. (laughs) I I think there's a way to get too too feelingsy about stuff, and then you're not. Who's safe is bad or not? (laughs) Yeah. What What is the difference between good or good or bad anyway? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Who's to say anything's good or bad? That's right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I had kind of I never had a full atheist phase. I I would say I was always agnostic. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll sometimes call that phase of my life like my more atheistic phase, but I'm. When I'm saying that, I'm more meaning I behaved and functioned in the world as an atheist, um, where I just mm-hmm. because it was more um, it was less like my my belief of it, my agnosticism was there while I was a Christian before then. But it was a mm-hmm. moment of decision where it's like, now I'm going to stop going to church and I'm going to. Oh, OK, you know, it was more like that was my moment of like, I'm you know, it's not as much like I wasn't saying there is no God as much as I just like began to and you know like act like an atheist you know i no longer uh-huh. uh did religious stuff but like a, a big part of coming back to it for me because you mentioned the new atheists always just using like terrible arguments all the time um mm-hmm. I, like using arguments against like belief systems they don't understand like part yeah. of what started to move me back was just i understood really you know christian l because i was a theology geek in high school and stuff like mm-hmm. that and so i just was defensive where I'd be like, you know, I'd be like, no, I don't. Be- well, <laughs> no, I don't believe this, but fuck you. Like you're mischaracterizing this. And then I would start kind of like defending <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. that I, that I didn't yeah. even believe in. It, it, it's the, um, oh fuck. There's a John Mulaney bit where he's like, he's like, he, he's like, oh, I'm not Catholic. I'm, you know, I'm not religious anymore. But if somebody starts shitting on Catholicism, I'm like, you know, fuck you. My mom believes that, <laughs> you know, it's like, a, yeah. I, I relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I've always found like religion like at least interesting. Like it's interesting to yeah, oh, to yeah. to like study like these different systems that 
you know, are important to people, like the people like used to to like guide their decision making or like get, get meaning out of the world or whatever. Like it's always mm-hmm. like I don't know, that's interesting to me. I think that even if I don't agree with it, I still would want to like understand, you know, like what do mm-hmm. people actually believe? Like what do they how do they rationalize, you know, their beliefs like to themselves at least, you know. So yeah, I, I always found like the thing about the atheist stuff was that I always found like their kind of incur- incuriousness to be kind of like aggravating extremely annoying yeah. like it's that sort of thing where like not only do they not know what they're talking about but they also don't know that they don't know what they're talking about like they just don't yeah they don't really like even care to whatever yeah um, and, and part of it i think is probably just anger like a lot of atheists were former yeah. evangelicals but mm-hmm. then like their their image of christianity or real or sorry no their image of religion overall that they're rejecting is protestant evangelicalism in the 21st yeah. century in the specific mm-hmm. state that they lived in like they're yeah. they're not they they're rejecting which is it's fine to be an atheist that's not what i'm not saying don't be an atheist mm-hmm. but like i don't know that uh, oftentimes people are really quick to be like oh fuck religion when what they mean is fuck a very mm-hmm. specific religious view yeah yeah I think I think there was a Hitchens quote where he said that he's an atheist, but more specifically, he's a uh, Presbyterian atheist. I might have the quote wrong, but like, <laughs> kind of gets the idea. Like it's the Presbyter- <laughs> it's a Presbyterian God that he rejects or whatever. Yeah, that um, makes sense. It might not have been Presbyterian, but you, yeah, you, you right, the, yeah, I get just the point. a bit. recently is that like i think when there's like a lot of like the uh like on twitter right mm-hmm. like with like a lot of twitter bullshit um i i guess i'm in like the the christian section of twitter like i'm i have like a lot of christian mutuals and like i guess i'm a mm-hmm. christian twitter guy or like a anglican twitter guy or whatever and um yeah a lot of times i'll see like people who like i'm i'm friends with like dunking on people like dunking on like atheist tweets and stuff and like the sort of like mm-hmm. epic atheist stuff and i'm trying to be more mindful of like not quite doing that or not quite like jumping on people because like there are a lot mm-hmm. of people who like their their atheism is like informed by like actual trauma like actual like religious trauma or whatever or like yeah. um yeah. you know i'm not gonna say who he is but like i have a friend who like recently walked away from christianity actually a couple friends on twitter oh, who yeah. walked away from christianity because they were gay and like you know they they just felt like they couldn't like they, they couldn't feel at home in the church, you know? And so it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I, I want to be sensitive to that. Like, I think there's some people who are acting in like bad faith and like, are like smug and annoying and some mm-hmm. people who are like actually like hateful and stuff. But then other people are just like, you know, they're just traumatized and it's like, you know, yeah, it might be fun to like kind of score some like dopamine hits from like doing some sick dunks on like these people, like mean quote tweets or whatever. So like all your friends can like it, but at the end of the day, like it's really not helpful, and so mm-hmm. I don't know, it's something I'm trying to be like more mindful of, trying to do less. Like, uh. yeah, yeah. No, I I had a recent moment with um. I'm trying to how do I do this without saying names? Uh, a Twitter Twitter friend of mine. Um, we were all kind of dunking on someone. Uh, Mm -hmm. And at some point he was going back and forth with the guy long enough that the guy started to be a little more open about exactly why he was like, I don't know why he was the way he was like, why he was being such an Mm -hmm. asshole to Christians 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, because I, I will say, like, he came out swinging. It wasn't like we were just dunking on some innocent person. Like, it was like, you know, they were, they were you know, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he was picking a fight. But um, Fred kept yeah. going back and forth with him long enough. And then it, eventually they, they went to DMs um, rather than reply. And the guy was like, you know, he was like abused and like his church excused the abuser oh, and stuff. And it's like, oh, well, that explains that. Like, you know, I, oh, I don't God. know. And now, now I feel like an enormous prick, yeah. <laughs> you know, because um, you you were hurting and I mm -hmm. was being epic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, everyone's trying right. to be epic online. Yeah, everyone's just. Yeah, I think that was the thing, because I think the main thing I, I guess I wanted to talk about was just like having fun on the computer, like <laughs> having fun on Twitter, like trying to just. My philosophy of late is just that, like everyone's just trying to have fun on the computer, like. Don't worry about it. Like, if someone has like a bad take, you know, mm -hmm. they're just trying to have fun on the computer. Just, you know, just leave, leave it. Just leave it. it yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you just don't have to like, you don't have to respond or whatever. Which, mm -hmm. I mean, I myself like I, that's very hypocritical, critical for me to say because like I do myself mm -hmm. do uh, quote tweet dunks from time to time and like subtweets and stuff. But I don't know. I'm just trying to be more mindful of that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think like because I think there's this one thing we we've talked about this before, and I guess it's this thing that I like I think about a lot, in that like if I'm being like completely honest, like when it comes to my religious beliefs, like I'm mm -hmm. not quite as dogmatic in my religious beliefs as I come across sometimes online, and I think yeah, like I've been thinking about that because like oh yeah we like yeah we were we were deming about this this is yeah this yeah was we were really good. yeah 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 like the question I've always had was like you know because when you're online you have this sort of like perverse incentive structure to like want to be more like hardline than you actually are in a mm -hmm. like casual conversation in real life you know just because like you have people in your corner of twitter who like you will like you know you'll get clout or like will like your tweets or whatever the question i've always been thinking about is like at what point does that like like at what point does like irony become like you know um disingenuousness like at what point does like it become a way for you to like you know, mask what you actually believe or, like, mask the fact that, like, you don't, you know, <sighs> there are times where, like, I've posted stuff where, like, I had, like, a still small voice in my head being, like, you know, you don't really, either you don't really believe that or it's not something, that's not something you're really good, that's not a hill you're going to die on, you know, that's not mm -hmm. something that, like, you really have, you care that much about. Like, why are you, why are you dunking on this person, that person? You basically agree with them. Like, why, what are you, what are you doing, you know? And, uh, I know something I struggle with because it's like, mm. you know, I am trying to have fun on the computer, but at the same time, though, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to be, like, dishonest or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I think irony is fine, but if there's a time when, like, irony becomes, like, a way of just kind of masking, you know, what you actually think because you're, like, afraid that people will reject you if you're, like, completely, like, transparent about those things. Right. No, I, I think so, too, because I remember you specifically mentioning, um, how like the 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 reality of a, you know, on Twitter or whatever is like the majority of people on left Twitter are democratic socialists, um, but they yeah. all have to be epic Maoist Leninists or whatever because yeah because because I don't know and, and I I get that too because like I wouldn't really want to be like I'm a democratic socialist on Twitter right now with like what what what's representing that belief system right now Vosh like you know. Oh man, that whole the whole bread tube thing is is just yeah. a shit show. I can't believe it. Yeah. It's crazy. That I think I think what's really frustrating to me about that is because um 
I don't know. They're, they're so dramatic. Um, <laughs> it's really hard not to dunk on them all the time. But also, they're invalidating the more left libertarian traditions or whatever that I think I identify with more, where mm-hmm. they call, you know, everyone a tanky or everyone an authoritarian or whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and so then that doesn't mean anything. But like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I am anti-authoritarian, <laughs> but then yeah. I feel like a dumbass when when they do that, you know, like I then I don't want to come off that way. So then it's like, ah, I guess I'm going to pretend to be a Maoist online. And that's that's how our that's how our discourse has ruined our way of thinking about this stuff. This is how Twitter has ruined me, right? Yeah. On the, on the other hand, I do like I do like the role of irony on Twitter where um you can kind of explore a belief system without committing to it yet. And so that's yeah. kind of like the back and forth because there's the honesty thing you're talking about. But I, I also like that because i for me that's actually been a really beneficial thing you know i i would say i was kind of like hanging out on christian twitter probably a good while before i was really starting to identify again as a christian um Mm -hmm. because i just kind of like i don't know i was just kind of irony leaning into my upbringing or whatever and yeah i was able to explore it without immediately committing to it um Mm -hmm. i don't know that is that is um that is one of my favorite uh, Twitter uh, story arcs is just watching you slowly irony poison yourself into like becoming unironically uh, relig- <laughs> religious. I know. Right? Are you, uh, were you thinking about becoming like you were talking about becoming Catholic? Are you thinking about being like just being a, uh, so, a Episcopalian now or what, what's, what's your, where you're at right now? So, so like I made a joke on Twitter talking about the irony thing where you're using irony to express what you actually think. Uh, yeah. Where I said uh, Anglo-Catholicism is a cope, but it's a cope yeah. I'm willing to engage in, right? Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Because, okay, the reason that I'm not going to go, I'm probably not going full Catholic mm-hmm. is because, um, is beca- I mean, because of the church's teachings on like homosexuality and stuff, I I've, I don't yeah. know if I can, I don't know if I'll ever be able to feel comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And also as a divorcee, there's a lot of hoops the church would yeah. make me have to jump through that I'm not sure I'm willing mm-hmm. to jump through, you know, uh, like I'd like to yeah. be married again someday and stuff. And, um, uh-huh. I, it, you know, I, I understand, I, I, I think that I understand why the church teaches what it teaches about marriage. And I think in a lot of regards, it can be really good, but, um, you know, mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, yeah. I, you know, I fucked up and I would like the chance to, start over and i feel like that's yeah. a very christian desire <laughs> yeah so yeah um so you know, like i have more and more kind of i'm kind of identifying more and more with the episcopalian like tradition mm-hmm. only because there's like a lot of sympathy for catholicism floating around in it but there's sympathy for reformed thought as well um and mm-hmm. so I, I feel like at least at the very least it's a it's a place that i can just kind of be uh freely exploring yeah. christianity and not like forced into a dogmatic position yet yeah um, yeah, so. it's it's, I, a, um, it's a church that I could be Protestant, but still have a rosary, you know, and that's cool. Yeah, I actually um, I think we might talk this, about this before. I actually like seriously considered like becoming Orthodox for like a hot minute. Yeah, Orthodoxy is cool. I, I like Orthodoxy. Orthodoxy is cool. Yeah. But um, I think kind of kind of similar reasons. I just was like, you know, I don't really want to. Mm. I don't know. There, I think. I think um, maybe the the trads on like Twitter kind of like 
ruined like, soured it. my like perspective perspective on orthodoxy or whatever but i don't know i i, I like being in it i like the episcopal church uh just because like you said like i mean first off they, they took me in at a time of my life where like i was in kind of like a pretty bad place like emotionally and spiritually mm-hmm. but i think on top of that just yeah. like it does give me the room to explore christianity where i think there's like these you have the creeds and stuff and you know mm-hmm there's that slogan like we don't tell you what to believe the creeds do but i think outside of that there's like a lot of stuff where you kind of have some freedom to like explore different ideas and stuff and um, right, i really yeah. appreciate that like i'm not i'm not going to go like the full lib uh lib christian uh direction and just say the creeds are completely arbitrary and made up and whatever and we can just like you know right like i think i think creeds are good like i think having some level of like having some um like basically saying like here's like the bare minimum like here's like the the things that we hold to in this in this church this is the things that we believe like i think that's a good thing you know mm-hmm. because like they're they're i think they're um they're broad enough that you can kind of like there's there's different ways you can interpret interpret different things you can kind of like explore different ideas within that kind of that structure yeah like, it kind of gives yeah. you like a foundation to work on kind of one thing that is nice is I th- I do think the Catholic Church is getting better about that to some extent. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think post Vatican II they've gotten a lot more open to uh, ecumenism and uh, you know ex- exploring ideas that are still within orthodoxy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I have I have this like love hate relationship with the Episcopal Church, kind of like with, for the reasons you're saying too, because it it it's both like a really nice place that it's like, okay, I can come, I can receive the sacraments and I could be exploring my faith. But on the other hand, um, you know, there's a kind of a tendency to just not believe anything. I feel like among a lot Mm -hmm. of Episcopalians, um, Mm -hmm. I had a really funny interaction with, um, uh, Carl Bart top cop on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, he's great. But um, yeah. uh, he was he was kind of ragging on the Episcopal you know, Church as an Episcopalian for yeah. not holding beliefs. Good. Can I just say one thing about uh, Mr. Uh, Carl Bart Top Cop? Mm-hmm. Is that he's one mm-hmm. of the people who followed me the longest on Twitter. But he really? followed me back when I yeah he's like he followed me back when I had like eighty followers. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, yeah, so he he was shitting on like. Um, oh, what was it he did? He's like, so what does your church believe? And it's the Episcopal Church. Good question. We should get coffee sometime and talk about it. And, like, <laughs> I uh, I had replied to that, like, can I join the Episcopal Church if I have beliefs? And he replied, as long as you keep them to yourself. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a great, I think, analysis of the problem with a lot of the liberal mainline denominations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but... You know, at the end uh, of the day, like like last uh, last Easter, I uh, the virtually attended uh, Episcopal, the Episcopal Church in the area, um, and you know, I'm not going to act like it was like that. You know, oh, everything they said was perfect, and everything about the church is perfect. But like, I mean, a Good Friday service that was genuinely addressing the concerns of Black Lives Matter in the area um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, you know, like identifying Christ with um, literally a, a girl that had been murdered a couple weeks beforehand in the in the community. There was like this element of like identifying the the painful aspects of Christianity with like real material things that have occurred in mm-hmm. the neighborhood. And I was like, yeah, I could probably participate in this. I, I this is this is good. I think this is a good thing. You know. Mm-hmm. So. 
that's why for at least now, that's why I've been leaning more and more that way. Yeah. My kitty cat's sleeping right next to me. Aww. My little baby boy. <laughs> I found him outside of the thrift store. Really? I tell you that's what that? awesome. My cat? No. No, yeah. Tell me about it. Tell a, me about your cat. There's a thrift shop. <laughs> a thrift shop right by my house like uh five minutes away and i just went in there yeah. and one day i walked out and he was just right there right just right on the porch that's wow just a little tiny so just just a little tiny home. emaciated little one and a half pound kitten is just like meowing at me mm-hmm. and i'm like because I, I was like oh um well i can't just leave him there because <laughs> it's right <laughs> next to a road i'm like he's gonna get run over just leave him and like he didn't belong to yeah. anybody so i was just like well i guess i have a cat now <laughs> I, just, I just picked him up, put him in my car. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm taking this cat home. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> That's sweet. He's, he's a sweetie. He he loves to just, he's really ornery. He just loves to bite me, to bite and scratch <laughs> me. Like, he's a good boy. What, I guess, what about Christianity specifically that um, kind of keeps you bringing back to that? Like, because um, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned that, uh, you know, like, why is there something instead of nothing? But, you know, like, that's that's kind of like, you know, the broad cosmological yeah. argument could be applied to uh-huh. you know, Hinduism. Yeah. But what is it about, like, Christianity specifically that's always been, <sighs> that's continued to pull yeah, you that's back? that's kind of... That's the, that's the tricky part, right? That's that's a million-dollar question. That's, like, the... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I don't know, it just kind of intuitively makes sense to me, like, kind of the way that Christianity understands, like, who God is, what God is like, you know, God... Um, yeah. You know, God being incarnated in Christ, you know, God being revealed in Christ, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, the idea of like sacrifice, you know, of, um, you know, like John 316, you know, God loved the world that he gave his son, you know, yeah. that, that idea of like that just perfect love of like, um, and I think that, you know, I think that idea of like uh, forgiveness is like really mi- like missing. A lot of people have this kind of idea that like, you know, you're, a lot of people are like beyond hope or a lot of people are beyond like saving or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, I really don't believe that's true. Like a lot of times when people like, you know, mess up or whatever, I don't think people should have to like, I don't know. I, I think people, I think people need to have more like uh, more grace with each other, you know, yeah. well, more mercy. Yeah. How, how do you unite people without like love or some yeah. sort of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grace think for each other. Yeah, and I think that's, like, that kind of idea of unmerited grace is the thing. Like, I guess if I want to bring it back to, like, the political element, like, that's kind of the main reason why I, you know, I'm, I'm for socialism, you know? It's because, mm-hmm. like, you know, no one deserves, you know, grace. You know, grace is given freely. You know, no one no one should have to, you know, worry about, you know, there, there's, some, there's some things where, like, people shouldn't have to worry about their material needs because... You know, they made a, they made like a, they made a mistake or because they had like, yeah. you know, they, they were born in like the wrong family or whatever. They don't have access to like the materials they need or whatever. Like, I think right. everyone, everyone right. by virtue of them being, you know, human being should have like a certain base level of like, you know, security, you know? And yeah. so, you know, that, that kind of like idea of, I guess, image of God is like the kind of thing that kind of grounds like my political beliefs whatever mm. just this idea that you know you know everyone has worth and everyone you know yeah <sighs> yeah yeah I, I think that's that's totally like a big part of it for me too for, for me i think the big one of the big things of 
I don't know, Christianity specifically is uh, incarnation. Um, yeah. That's that's always been a big concept. And I, I think, you know, because, well, love and forgiveness for sure. I've always been like the big principles that always bring me back to Christianity because I just find them beautiful and illogical. So it's like, um, I, I have no real way to justify logically uh, unconditional forgiveness unless I believe in this thing. And so mm-hmm. I do because I think it's beautiful and I can't mm-hmm. justify it. <laughs> um, but incarnation for me has always has been a bigger and bigger theme because I think more and more that's, that's come to like represent some sort of, I don't know, uh, meaningful thing. The, the idea that God became human and became and entered the world uh, physically is, is really powerful. But like the idea that God is separate, vast and, separate from the world, vast, massive, whatever, un, unimaginable, and yet contained within a person is, I don't know, there's something mm-hmm. really, really compelling about that to me, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think it, and actually it connects to the leftism thing, like you were mentioning too, because if it's like, if, I don't know, I, there's like the, uh, the election of humanity is like this Bardian kind of concept, mm-hmm. right? That like, because God became human, Jesus represents what true humanity is like what it means mm-hmm. to be human truly yeah um yeah and also to me it i you know it's like because of because if god becomes you know human then that means that like what we do on earth matters it's not you know it's not gnosticism it's not that we get to escape the world it's that the you know god clearly gave a shit about the world i don't know yeah that, that, that yeah, so you it, should, it, it, it all you connects. should too yeah yeah, yeah, like God gave a shit about the world, so you should too. Like that's that's, you know, it's not it's not a call to like sit on your hands and do nothing. It's like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a certain responsibility you have. Yeah, and like, yeah, to participate in rec- resurrection in some sense, like to to be, I don't know. That seems like that's what the gospel is to me. It it's it's been really tied up in politics since I came back to the faith. I think because I don't know, I, I went to leftism during my kind of loss of faith because. Um, it seemed like it was, I don't know, it was like a, a coherent moral position, um, yeah. without faith, but eventually it felt lacking without the faith combined with it. it. It's really odd to me. Like, I think we're getting to a point now that being a leftist and a Christian doesn't seem crazy anymore, which is good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I think it's really odd that those are seen, seen as contradictory because like, it's just really yeah. odd to me. Yeah. There are tensions, but. I mean, I think that's, that's the one thing that I always found kind of weird when it came to like certain critiques that try to a lot of people who try to um, avoid like making moral arguments because like talking about morality is not like is inherently not materialist, whatever. So you can't like make like moral arguments. Yeah. And it's like I don't really know how to you know make you know left wing arguments against capitalism that aren't grounded in like morality, aren't grounded in like ethics. Yeah. Or whatever like I, it, it, uh, yeah I, the only thing i can think of is that like making arguments grounded in like pure like like self-interest saying that like you know communism is good because you know it's it's good for me but then i mm-hmm. I, my, my mm-hmm. intuition is that when you take that view like when it no longer benefits you you know when the when the trust fund yeah. money starts rolling in you're just gonna you're not gonna care about it anymore you know like which it, which does happen a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like unfortunately. Like, but yeah. I think I was thinking about um you know that Know Your Enemy pod where there was an episode yeah. about um the politics of like depression. 
whatever. Yeah, that was a great, great episode. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about um, the politics of being a fail son. That's my position. The, the the politics of like because I am a bit of like I am a bit of a fail son and like you know I am in a place where like you know you know still living with the parents you know I don't really feel like I have kind of like anxiety about moving out and stuff and I was I guess the thing I was thinking about is just like you know because you know I actually have a really good relationship with them and you know they they still like they, they like having me around and I'm able to like you know I'm able to benefit from that. I was mm-hmm. thinking about how like that sort of informs my politics because, you know, a lot of people don't have that. And I think that the, the, the reason why I want like socialism is because hmm. it's because of the reason that like everyone should be able to have the, a level of security. You know, people have be- just because of the accident where they're born. Like I'd never, like when I realized that like, I never chose to like be in the position that I'm in, you know, that like mm-hmm. just by the accident of birth, you know, I don't really deserve any of this. So like, why should, you know, why should I get like, you know, why should I have a better life than anybody else? You know, like everyone should be able to have a certain mm-hmm. level of security and, you know, comfort, you know, by the virtue of that's just them being human. You yeah. Know? So, mm-hmm. and, um, like, that's the thing, like, that's kind of the things like I really hate about like a lot of like rich people is that they somehow have this idea that like they worked hard or you see mm-hmm. those articles about like, you know, how I bought my, you know, million dollar home at 30 and like, you know, the first three things they did was like, just get a loan from their dad or like save money from living with their dad. Yeah, or right, whatever. Was, like, right. you know, their dad died and left them a million dollars or whatever. It's <laughs> like, Oh, how I, you know, how I got all of this material wealth, um, you know, all by myself. And it's like, you know, it's all bullshit, you know, it's all, mm-hmm. it's all just like contingent. It's all just yeah. an accident of birth. God, that so was it's uh... like, yeah, that was yeah that that was um yeah. oh speaking of know your enemy uh, Matthew Sitman had like an old old essay that he wrote I think for Commonweal, mm-hmm. um but it was about him leaving conservatism um and how he like went to the left and it, this was exactly what he was saying where he you know he he came from like a you know not great background um like lower class background but um he when the way he was able to climb up in grad school and, and be successful, he saw the amount of contingency that happened there, the amount of just absolute luck that put him in a successful position and the amount of his conservatism that came from just being in denial about that, that, you know, trying to be like, Oh, I worked hard and that's how I got here and not because, Oh, I befriended, befriended the right person, you know? Yeah. And X and Y thing. I don't know. Yeah. The, the, this kind of like leftist position comes really naturally from the yeah the the religious beliefs that we both kind of hold that yeah I don't know I mean if you believe in the mm-hmm. incarnation you believe um you believe people deserve uh, dignity <laughs> like to some extent right yeah mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like agree that like I don't think you need to I don't think you need to necessarily be religious if you have like leftist beliefs or whatever but mm-hmm. I think it is a lot easier to be a leftist if you if you hold religious beliefs like that's uh-huh. kind of my my view like i think that like if you have certain like beliefs about like certain beliefs about like uh the incarnation like you said or about like you know humans being made in the image of god i think it, it's it, it's more conductive to like saying okay we should like you know care for our neighbors or we right. should you know take care of like you know we should make people's lives easier or whatever I, I yeah. like what I like about religion is that it makes impossible demands of you. Like w- when it comes to like leftism, um, 
if you if you and yeah this is not a again i'm not trying to jab at like not religious leftists because there's plenty of really great yeah majority of leftists usually aren't christian but um you know there's a element of like having to constantly defend um positions when you're on the left if you're like at least having conversations with conservatives right where it's like you know a conservative will say something like oh if you bring over Oh, immigrants, if you have borders, then it's going to have this impact on the economy and it's going to have this impact on, you know, mm -hmm. our crime rates or whatever. And a leftist is going to have to actually engage with that argument. But I feel like because of the impossible demand of Christianity, my response is like, now, nah, fuck you. Like, that's it. That's that's the response to that. It's no, they're human and I believe in forgiveness. And they're like, but they, you know, oh, but what if they're in a gang? And I'm like, oh, I don't care. I, I literally don't care. <laughs> like, and I, I don't, I, I feel like, I feel like other people don't, you know, I feel like religion provides you the ability to make kind of an irrational argument, which I know is exactly why new atheists hate it. But that I, I yeah. kind of love that is because it's like, cause I don't know. I, I love them because God told me to and fuck you. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I that's my job. <laughs> Stand yeah. up for the week. Right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, <laughs> it's like the um i don't know it's like that meme with like the guy like the the wall guy with like a wall text and it's like you know um <laughs> the one side's like leftists you know um leftists like trying to uh uh defend open know, actually I, I, mean, I, I lost my train of thought <laughs> what i was trying to get to was just like a, a the chad the Chad guy just being like, um, yeah, yes. <laughs> the Chad guy being like, uh, Jesus, Jesus, uh, Jesus said, Jesus loves everyone, so every uh, people should be let in or something. I don't know. Yeah, like just, the Jesus wants open borders. Like the like the, <laughs> That's the yeah, like the like the beta soy conservative just doing a wall of text about like why we can't let immigrants in versus the Chad. Uh, uh, Jesus loves them, so we should let him in. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. I love that. You can cut it. You can cut it. Cut it out as much of that as you want. No worries. I will. <laughs> it, I I love editing because there's so much like uh, uh you know kind of losing trains of thoughts and stuff. But then at, pro after editing, it's just like smooth. It seems oh, like yeah. we we we're just all so brilliant and well spoken. I guess we can move to like end segment type stuff if you'd like. Let's do that. I, there was a thing. There was a thing I wanted to talk about that I didn't. I didn't but I wasn't able to find like an organic way of working it in. Talking Go for it. about no, just, people who hold like. Out. Oh, just like my obsession with people who hold like seemingly uh, contradictory and like bizarre belief systems. Like when people yeah. have like. Like I was thinking about when you were um when you were doing your episode with Leo when you were like canvassing for Bernie. About the yeah. uh, the guy with like the Confederate flag, who was like, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. he was like really into Bernie or whatever. And just thinking about how, like how many people just have like seemingly like contradictory beliefs that they hold not nonsense beliefs, like because yeah, I guess the main bit I wanted to talk about was just like how like most people are like that, like most people like oh this sounds good, oh and that sounds good too, like most people like to support mm. like kind of like a mishmash of different ideas that like either like 
further their ideological goals or further their like material interests and most people haven't like sat down and like constructed like a completely internally coherent like ideology yeah 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 and and i can't decide to what extent that's it's even possible to not fully do that because like i don't know you almost have to be like it's kind of ironic because you almost have to be kind of brainwormed in order to do that to like create like this completely internally coherent ideology yeah you know foolproof like most people most normal people just like have a bunch of like contradictory things they hold in their head at one time yeah and that's fine like i guess that's my point is like that's normal that's that's okay it's okay to do that yeah i i I go back and forth because the like guy the part of me that's really an alistair mcintyre would say no that's not fine (laughs) like um you know you can't be informed by all these ethical systems you know or something like that but Say it's fine, hand, but I, 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 I should say it's fine. I'm just saying it's it's normal. Like it's a it's a thing that yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just I think people are more guided by emotions than reason, and I'm not sure if that's a bad thing or not. Because I I think uh-huh. like I I had a I had a f- argument with someone at one point on Facebook um, about whether or not to use the term concentration camp to talk about um you know the concentration camps on the border right um yeah and i remember kind of coming to a realization as i was arguing where i was like where because what he was saying is he's like that's such an emotionally charged word and Mm -hmm. i was like yeah and i feel like if you're using that emotionally charged word that conveys that you have coherent moral reasoning about it though you Mm -hmm. because i think if you don't have that emotional component to it then maybe you're not doing justice to what's happening um it's sort of like when um it, yeah because it's like when the when the <clears throat> the the whole like kids kids in cages discourse changed like so much once like biden got in charge yeah and all of a oh, sudden God. like you know yeah, it, right. it's actually not, not so the, the, those facilities anymore. aren't a problem anymore it's actually it's they're actually pretty nice facilities if you really think about it or something you know Christ. yeah i don't know and I, I think the, yeah, I, I think I like, I think of uh, like Hunter S Thompson always, he had some whole thing about like writing about Nixon. He's like, you know, you can't be objective about Nixon. You got to get subjective to get him like to understand like why, how bad he is. And I, I kind of feel like that's, that's more and more kind of my opinion about a lot of things where um, I think a lot of historians, a lot of, um, more academic types are really fearful of taking stances um, <clears throat> and they don't like, or, or journalists too. Um, they don't like a term like concentration camp because it's loaded, but it's loaded with fact, like with truth. And, and it's good that it's loaded. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I don't know, comparing, comparing what's going on on the border to the Nazis is not an incoherent comparison. Um, I don't know. Be, being emotional and semi-irrational is maybe a good thing. I guess that's maybe what I'm saying. <laughs> of course, a religious leftist is going to say that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You're, um, do you consider yourself to be an ANCOM? Or what's your, like... Uh, so, I my, my snotty term, rather than just leftist, um, would be communitarian. Because um, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the McIntyre tradition, where it's like... It's a little bit beyond communism, where it's also an emphasis on building community, um, smaller mm-hmm. communities or whatever. Um, 
there's like a there's got to be some sort of moral unity between people it isn't just material um equity Mm -hmm. um yeah that's kind of my bit my political philosophy um yeah so i don't go full amcom because i i don't know i think i have an element of cynicism that that i i don't know if i I would call myself an anarchist i i think maybe left libertarian um is probably the correct term for me i I like um i want to look more into democratic confederalism and like yeah uh, deep ecology and stuff because like uh book uh, chain stuff yeah book chain because i i think yeah i think if you're not doing um if there's not an environmental component to your politics in this day and age, then it's incoherent. Yeah. Like what? you can't even really be talking about class or race or anything like that. If we're all going to be dead in 30 years, like, yeah. What's <laughs> for, your opinion for me, on that's um, like the biggest issue. Good. What's your opinion on uh, degrowth? Uh, I don't have an opinion on it, I guess I should probably read more about it. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> like, because if I understand uh, it correctly, it's just basically like, you know, probably everyone's um your standard living living in like the first world's probably going to have to uh oh you know yes be reduced a bit if you, if you want humanity to survive like the idea just like you know you know maybe everyone should uh maybe you should consume a bit less you know because like you know mm-hmm. everyone can't have like the uh the america can uh level of consumption whatever right no i i like, look, I mean, the ideal, the ideal is the whole luxury space communism shit people yeah. talk about, but it's, I think degrowth is probably the only response to the state yeah. of the environment. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think the, I, I, yeah. I think most people see- should, uh, should familiarize themselves with not eating meat, um, yeah. is a take I probably have. I'm not a vegetarian, yeah. but, um, yeah. Did you see the, the thing, um, the meat- did you see the thing with Biden, um, posting about like, I guess like people should probably eat only like four pounds of meat a year. And a bunch of people on Twitter were like posting themselves <laughs> eating like four pound briskets or whatever, like cooking like it was, full like rump steaks that, and like that shit rump was roast so or whatever. Gross. That was so gross. I, okay. So like, yeah, I think I, I didn't look <laughs> like into just the owning, source like, of this. I, I didn't look into the source of this, but like, how did, how did Fox news take what Biden said to mean that you only get one burger a month or something like that? What, I think it's like I, thing, I it's highly like, you don't you don't think that's actually what they said. Wait, I don't no, know. What, I, mean, I don't. I don't. Well, I don't think he's making a mandate. I'm saying I think because I no. highly for one, I don't think Biden would be cool enough to go that authoritarian. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think Biden's based yeah. enough to start restricting our meat use. Like, yeah. Because um, <laughs> honestly, that would be cool if he did that. I, I think. <laughs> I mean, as much as I would suffer and hate it, I, I think. Uh, we would probably need it if we want to survive. Um, I think it was like a thing. It was like a health recommendation or whatever, like doctors, yeah. some doctor or something recommended. Like you should probably eat like one burger a month and like four pounds of limit yourself to four pounds of red meat a year yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds right. I mean, that doesn't sound like, yeah. Cause I, I, I was seeing, I was only seeing the Fox news shit and I, I wasn't sure like how it got to this place, but yeah, no, the, the, then my favorite thing is conservatives that don't know how to cook um, get bragging about their meat because that always happens every time. Is anytime someone's like, "Oh, you probably should eat less meat," then a bunch of conservatives have to own the vegetarians on Twitter, and then they like have these hockey puck steaks that they're taking pictures of. It's like, or like, what was the the brisket? Or oh fuck, I saw Kyle shared one earlier today where it was very mm-hmm. clear the person had 
microwaved the meat because it was cooked on oh, the t- inside and then bloody on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's such a it's such a stupid yeah. political way. <laughs> like, yeah. God. Yeah. That's that's my Twitter news segment is this this terrible thing I'm sending. Look at this meat. Oh goodness. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. It's either microwaved or that went bad. <laughs> and they cooked it anyway. Jesus. Um well we should probably we should probably, speaking of Twitter news, move toward end segments here. Uh, do you want to give a, a short Patreon ad? Um, no, I'm sorry. I've got nothing. I can't think of anything. <laughs> no, you're totally okay. Uh, no, that's totally fine. We, we've been having a lot less uh, end segmenty kind of stuff lately. Just I think just because I'm running it and Jared has more of the energy for end segments than I do. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. Well, um, I'll say people should subscribe to or uh, people should give us money at Patreon uh, so we can make fun of you on Twitter, especially because right now uh, we are out of people. We are out of patrons <laughs> yeah. not making fun of anybody on Twitter right now. So if you yeah. give us $10 a month, we'll make fun of you for four you episodes. Think, you ever think you'll start doing like, um, like uh paywalled episodes, stuff like that? Or do you think you're just going to keep, I because if you get be... if you get more subscribers, you have to give you have to give them something. You have to give the piggies yeah. a little bit of slop. You know? Yeah, I I uh, I'm gonna try to brainstorm that with Jared eventually. Like, I would be open to doing two episodes a week. One's a bonus if we're making mm-hmm. money from that. But uh, I don't know whether Jared has the time to do that. Yeah. That's so, that's a thing. Do I have it right that you guys you started the Patreon before you did the first episode? Yes, do I remember right? You did. Yeah, that was that was a uh, one of our bits. Yeah, that's such a good bit. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm so glad we did that. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, no, it's it's this has been a fun show. I will. Yeah. I need to. I need to talk to Jared yeah. and see what the future yeah. of this is. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're good at it. I think. I mean, I find the show oh, very you. listenable, and um, yeah, I think you're a pretty good like conversation um, partner. I think you're pretty good at like keeping the uh the topic on track i think you're pretty good at like you know interviewing people and stuff. That. so yeah have you yeah. have you been listening to mammonberg as we've been putting it out or um that's I a have... lot of tech <laughs> yeah i've listened to the um demo episode um yeah it'll, it'll I... it's, it's gonna yeah. get better with time but jesus yeah it, it's yeah. it's all over the place yeah um the funny thing about Mammonberg is that that started in a um, the comments on one of my posts. Oh, really? Yeah, that I I remember. I think it did. I mean, I remember Finch was saying something about. I think it was like uh, Finch and Jackal, and I think Phil started like talking about doing a podcast in the reply to one of uh, a post I did because I did this. <laughs> I have this bit I do on Twitter, which is like the James Eric guarantee, and the joke mm-hmm. is always that like whenever the James Eric guarantee is, I'm always going to do the opposite of that. Like I did a post where I'm like, it was a day that uh, it was like the day I was going to record um, the first VLVC episode. I said, mm-hmm. um, I'll never ever go on a podcast. That's the James Eric guarantee TM. Right. And then the joke yeah, being and then that, you like, release I was gonna an go the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then Jackal was just like, Oh, Hey, come on. Uh, we, Hey, uh, would you go on a podcast with me or something? 
And then mm-hmm. Mammonberg started out of that out of that thread. That's so so what I'm saying is I should get I should get a a a a residual money residual or a money. <laughs> residual what's the word um I should get a uh, like, like some passive income from it passive for, income for from creating <laughs> the idea yeah <laughs> like the landlord of Mammonberg <laughs> Mammonberg landlord oh my god no no that's no, fine I um. <laughs> Uh, Finch was been, Finch has been talking to me about going on. Um, yes, you should come. I don't on know. At some point. Yeah, uh, I've been sending her videos of monkeys. That's <laughs> <laughs> just the bit I've been doing. Where every time I see a monkey video, I send it to Finch. There you go. That's it's <laughs> a good bit. Let's see. Do we? Is there? Do I have any Twitter news things? <laughs> I wish I was more organized. Did you? Um, you could talk about the uh, socialism done left. Oh, I don't even know what happened. Do you know what's oh. going on? Uh, oh, <laughs> I, basically, I'm barely following it. Yeah, I the only thing I know about the guy was the um, the uh, dialect some material clip that I saw, which just oh. I lost my mind when I saw that because it makes it it makes no sense. I was just like, yeah. that's not what dialect means. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but um, apparently, the guy's just like just very racist in the discord and people like unearthed a bunch of like uh discord stuff and then he like deleted his account and his like youtube page and stuff almost immediately yeah. that whole crowd is so obnoxious yeah. the i don't yeah. know the vosh merrick yeah. the, those folks I just, are so annoying yeah. yeah i just feel like it's like a bunch of people like all those like those are like leftist types or like bread tubers. They're just like all trying to be like Nick Mullen, but they all like don't know how to craft a joke. So they think the thing that makes <laughs> Nick funny is that he like says slurs occasionally or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, <And so> that, <laughs> like that's a, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That, no, that's totally true. Cause I think a lot of them are trying to do like the, well, th- this is this is the problem with the whole anti woke left thing, mm-hmm. which we're we we're not going to get into. But um, no, uh, for, because, for listeners, I don't know. for listeners, that was the original topic of the show, and then like minutes before we recorded, I I messaged uh, Josiah and I was just like, "Yo, dude, like this has <laughs> been done to death." There, there's yeah, I don't want to talk about this. This is something that like people who were way more insightful than me have covered in detail. It's <laughs> It, it'll always but, come up though. It's, it's a dumb yeah. discourse, I think. Um, yeah. but it's one that just keeps like, happening. And so you're forced to have an opinion on it. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Cause I think I like, you can comment on the fact that like neoliberal types will use like intersectionality discourse in like a bad faith way or yeah. whatever oh, to all like, the time. you know, but like without talking about things like race and like gender isn't, isn't like inherently like neoliberal or whatever. Like there, there, those are right. real problems that need to be addressed, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah, there's a, there's it's a just, nice, it's just like annoying, nice middle ground. <laughs> yeah. There's a nice, you know, the, the truth always lies somewhere in the center. <laughs> always. There's always, always true. <laughs> that's always the case. This is a centrist podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, so Twitter is a shit show as usual. Uh, nothing yeah. specific to add. I, yeah. T- Twitter news really is really having, gone. No. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. no, no. Oh, I was just going to say, like, tw- I have not been having a lot of fun on Twitter lately. Yeah. Like, ever yeah, since it's... I hit a thousand, I've just been like, oh, this sucks now. I think because, like, <laughs> I was just, like, psychotically grinding to get up to that point mm-hmm. for, like, so yeah. long, and I hit it, and I was just like, 
oh, actually, this sucks. This isn't this isn't that good. Just kind of like a feeling of ennui of like, oh yeah. well, now what? Now what? <laughs> so, I've been I've been trying to check it as little as possible. Like I've just been like, that's probably good. I'll pop in. Like if I have something I think it might be funny, I'll pop in, mm-hmm. just post it, and then just not check the not like not check how well it's doing or like not like. Yeah, actually, that's not true. I'll pop, <laughs> I try to pop in as little. As, I, I I still do check to see how well tweets do. I'm ashamed yeah, to say. I I but wish I, I could get past that. I, I I am trying to do my best though to just kind of like check it as little as possible. Just kind of like have a have like you know a little thing in my brain that I just got to get out. Like just kind of regurgitate yeah. onto like the void and then log off. Yeah, I think that's a, a healthy relationship with Twitter. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, is, let's do plugs here and kind of wrap things up. If there's anything you want to plug. Um, obviously everyone should follow you at cigarette underscore liker on Twitter. Um, but yeah, is there anything you want to tell any um, media or something you've been enjoying? Um, check out youtube.com. A lot of stuff <laughs> on there. A lot of content. Yeah. <laughs> check out, check out the internet. Check There's some cool stuff internet. on there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think if I, uh, I guess my plug will be the book I mentioned earlier, Alec Reary, um, unbelievers. Uh, I think it's really good. Uh-huh. It's, it's a good time. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been, uh, I've, I've been currently reading, um, a brief history of, uh, neoliberalism. Oh, by, by uh, uh, oh, who's that by? Don't tell anyone. I can't remember who, I can't remember the name of the author. I'm sorry. Wait, I think you messaged it to me one time. Uh, David Harvey, David Harvey. Okay. So you can edit out me yeah. not knowing the name and i'll just say it unless you want to keep it in as a bit but uh <laughs> we'll brief see history of, a brief history of neoliberalism by david harvey um um and yeah. uh what else um i recently finished um utopia of rules by david graber as oh, well nice yeah Rest i love graber man graber rules my favorite thing about Graeber is like when he'll say something and then he'll be like, here's a thing that everyone accepts is true. But if you really think about it, actually, it works the opposite way. Yeah. I love stuff like that. It's always interesting. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Great. Graeber. Rest in peace, David Graeber. Oh, rest in, yeah, rest in peace, David Graeber. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't, man. He'd be in like, if I made a list of like top 10 most influential thinkers on like how I look at the world, Graeber would definitely mm-hmm. be on that list. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening to Very Legal, Very Cool. Uh, this has been an episode about, what did we say, wasting, you're waking up at 50 and realizing you've done something.